0: God, we give you the praise. God, we give you the glory. There's nobody like King Jesus. Nobody like King Jesus. Come on and give him the praise today. Hallelujah. It feels good to praise his name. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. And we've come to lift him up today in the name, the precious name, the matchless name, the only saving name the name of Jesus Christ and we welcome you today to the live stream of Tree of Life Church and we are looking forward to what the Lord is going to do today. We are excited ladies and gentlemen because we're able to announce to you that we are going to be opening up for service on, drum roll please, June 7th. 2020, and we're so thankful to God for that. It's going to be a wonderful time in the Holy Ghost. Of course, we are going to be practicing uh, uh, guidelines and safety measures and and sanitation measures to ensure the safety of all who attend. We're going to have a limited number of people uh, in the uh, sanctuary, and uh, we're going to also be providing some uh, access to the live stream in the fellowship hall and of course I know there are many who do not yet feel comfortable venturing out and we understand that completely and that will uh, the live stream will continue as it has been uh, but on June 7th we're going to be having a service at 9:30 a.m. and a service at 11:30 a.m. so we're going to be having two services there will be no children's ministry in those services uh, but we will have service here in the sanctuary, and uh, there will be seating available in the fellowship hall as well. We do need uh, you to RSVP, so we'll be sending that information to you, so that you can uh, let us know if you plan on attending that service. That's going to help us to gauge the number of people and help inform the way we adjust uh, to those circumstances. So we are excited for June seventh, twenty twenty, and and I want to say because. Uh, we want to be very mindful of those who are uh, concerned about venturing out and we also want to be mindful and concerned about those who uh, fall into that high risk category and uh, and because of that we want to make sure that we we uh, encourage you to do what you feel is the best thing for you, for your family and uh, we understand completely the decision that you make. I know that we are taught and rightfully so to come together to assemble, to gather together and to worship the precious name of the Lord. Uh, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together and so much the more as we see the day approaching. Uh, this is the scriptural mandate to the church and, uh, and I know that's what we teach and that's what we've been taught uh, and yet these are unique circumstances and I, nobody needs to feel like they're not being faithful. Okay? Nobody needs to feel like they're not being faithful if they decide that they're not uh, prepared just yet to come back into a physical gathering. It's perfectly understandable, and we want you to feel at ease and to join in on the live stream if you feel that that is what is best for you at this time. And so we are looking forward to all that the Lord will do. He's going to give us uh, a special grace for this moment. He's going to give us a special grace for this season. And we're thankful for that. We're taking the necessary precautions, there's going to be uh, a a number of protocols that are already being put into place so that we can ensure a safe and healthy, worshipful environment. And it's going to be a good time. Sunday morning, June 7th, 9.30 a.m., 11.30 a.m two back-to-back services, there'll be identical services, there'll be no children's ministry, and we will need you to RSVP, and we will provide that RSVP information uh, for you to respond to. But uh, to God be the glory for the things he has done. We do see the numbers declining uh, nationwide, we see the numbers declining, that doesn't mean that the virus is gone and nobody needs to uh, uh, take for granted the fact that there is a virus out there, but nobody needs to uh, live their life in a fear of this we, we need to understand that the Lord is with us and that if we take our our necessary steps and put our best foot forward he'll meet us there he will meet us when we take the position and the approach of, of practicing wisdom amen I also want to tell you that a week from today is Pentecost Sunday which is a very special Sunday not just in 2020, but for 2,000 plus years and beyond. It has been a very special uh, time. And uh, a week from tonight is no different. The Day of Pentecost Celebration Foundation is going to be hosting a, a, an online virtual uh, service, Pentecost Sunday service. And we are delighted to be able to have the ministries of Dr. David Bernard, the General Superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church, International and Bishop Theodore Brooks the presiding bishop of the Pentecostal Assemblies of the world both of these great men of God are Going to be ministering in our Pentecost Sunday night service. That's going to be at 7 p.m. And you can tune in right here at the tree of life uh, Live stream to be able to to, uh, view this it's going to be a powerful night a wonderful night And we're looking forward to it in the name of the Lord Uh, tonight at 7 p.m. We're going to be watching the second episode of The Chosen together. If you tuned in last week, then you were in for a treat. You don't want to miss tonight. Following that at 8 o'clock, we're going to have a Zoom call discussion about the second episode of The Chosen. Uh, This series deals with the life of Christ through the eyes of the various characters of the Bible, and we're looking forward to being able to view that, and then discuss that together. Amen. These have been challenging times. These have been challenging times. But regardless of how challenging they've been, God has met us at every step of this journey and has kept his hand of protection upon us, given us the wisdom and the direction that we need. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We ought to give God praise for that. We ought to give God all the praise for that. I would like to invite your attention this morning to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 35, and I want to read to you from this great chapter from this very uh, anointed prophet of God who had the unique responsibility of providing a messianic prophetic uh, utterance concerning the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 35 beginning with verse 1 says this, The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it, the excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble needs. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as in an heart and the tongue of the dumb sing, for in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And an highway shall be there and a way and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those. The wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein, no lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there. But the redeemed, oh hallelujah, the redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. But the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return. The ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Amen. I want to preach to you for a few moments this morning on the subject, the return. The return. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word today and we thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for this gathering of people who are tuning in right now. I pray, Lord, that you will continue to lead us and guide us. And Lord, as we reopen and and begin this, this journey, Lord, into your presence together physically, I pray that you'll give us your great grace and your abiding love and your presence to secure us and to ensure us and to give us of your divine wisdom. We thank you for this, and we give you praise, Lord. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And amen. God bless you in the name of the Lord. In order to understand Isaiah 35, uh, you really have to understand Isaiah 34. Isaiah 35, of course, we read and learned from it that the Lord is describing through the prophet Isaiah this importance of of speaking to those that are perhaps of a fearful heart, those who need comfort, those who are, the Bible describes them as having weak hands and feeble knees. They've been through a lot. And he said, strengthen them and say to them, be strong and fear not. Behold, God will come with vengeance. Even with a recompense, he will come and save you. And he describes the ushering in of the kingdom of God, which is that when he says, the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. He says that the lame man will leap as a deer and that the tongue of the dumb will sing. This is an amazing set of promises concerning the ushering in of the kingdom of Almighty God. But to understand Isaiah 35, you really have to understand Isaiah 34. Isaiah 34 paints a completely different picture because it is taking the time to foretell the calamity the great calamity that will come upon the earth and come upon even Israel in fact it talks about the host of heaven being dissolved and the heavens rolled together as a scroll and the sword being bathed in heaven and the sword of the lord filled with blood and 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 it describes that the streams of zion are turned into pitch and the dust into brimstone. It 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 describes a set of circumstances that are very challenging. In fact, it describes even the beasts of the desert being joined with the beasts of the island. And, and it describes that it'll be the, the screech owl and dragons and a that it'll be a court for owls and it'll, thorns will come up and, in the palaces of Zion and nettles and brambles in the fortresses thereof. He's describing desolation in Isaiah 34. And we understand that this came to pass in the exile of the children of Israel when they had turned their backs on God and the Lord foretold through the prophets that there's going to come a judgment. They're going to be invading armies And you're going to go through a period of exile where you are not able to be in your beloved Jerusalem. And it will last for a period of years. This is what Isaiah is talking about in chapter 34. I know that we can't altogether equate what this has been to what Israel went through in their exile to the nation of Babylon. But this has been... A very unusual time. And there are little glimpses from this experience into what it would be like to be exiled from the things that we love so much. Even from the people we love so much. I spoke to someone yesterday and at a place of business and she said that Yesterday was the first day she was going to see her granddaughter in two months' time. And she was so excited to see her little granddaughter. That's because there's been an exile of sorts, exile of relationship, and exile from, from the things that we look forward to doing, such as going out to eat, being with friends, and, and just enjoying a time together in the house of God even. And it's been a unique time. It's it's not been the same for everybody. It it's uh, for some people it has it is it has been a, a a long season of just drawn out uh, boredom and and monotony and and for some it's been severe anxiety concerning job loss or income income uh, revenues being being stripped away. For other people it has been. Physical sickness and a virus that they have actually had to contend with, either they or their family. Some of their family members have spent prolonged periods of time in intensive care units. It, it has affected everybody differently, and we see in Isaiah 34 that there were different beasts represented, and there were different effects that were discussed, and there were there were various ways in which the calamities fell upon Israel and it had a, a unique impact upon each person that experienced it. In Psalm 137 concerning this exile the Bible describes they said by the rivers of Babylon we sat down yea we wept and we remembered Zion and we hung our harps upon the willows and and they just kind of gave in to the the weeping willows that they were sitting next to. They said, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? This that we've been through has been a strange land. And many people have asked, how shall we sing the Lord's song in such a strange land? How shall we have joy in such a strange land? A a strange land. There's not been one thing about this that has been normal. And, and you don't know even who to believe because you've got some people who claim to be experts, who others call experts, who describe the the lethality of this on a, a level that, that is far beyond anything we've seen. We see other people who are saying it's being over-exaggerated, and, and both sides have different people who call them experts. We do know the financial impact. We do know people who have suffered from it. And, and we understand the reality that this, this has been unusual. This has been a strange, strange land. And the psalmist said, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? I, I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that you can sing the Lord's song in whatever land you find yourself. There is no land strange or normal where you should not be able to sing the songs of Zion. Oh, hallelujah. I love that term, singing the songs of Zion. These these aren't just normal songs. These aren't just little catchphrases and words that rhyme. But these are words that have meaning to them. And they rhyme not just in the phonetics but they rhyme in the reasoning and the reality that 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 lays a foundation for them they rhyme in the sense that yes his blood makes the difference for us you can thank god for the blood wherever you are you can declare i was lost but now i'm found wherever you are You can sing about His amazing grace wherever you are. My mind goes back to Paul and Silas who were jailed because they were preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ in Macedonia. And yes, we have seen preachers jailed in this period. And I know there are many feelings one way or another about that. At the end of the day, we have a constitutional right to gather and worship God. We chose to give people the, the awareness that, that we're going to wait until we know that it's safe. We're not going to tempt the Lord our God. Others felt like they needed to have gatherings, and, and the Lord helped them through that. But we saw even preachers jailed in this period, and, and we saw the fact that there is a battle ensuing right now about whether or not churches are essential. And regardless of your political preference— It is a good thing that the President of the United States said that churches are essential, places of worship are essential in American life. That is an amazing thing in the middle of this hotly debated issue. And regardless of where you may stand politically, you ought to thank God that the head of state in the United States of America is on the historical record saying that places of worship are essential to the American way of life. That's something to be thankful for. That's something that the Chinese Christians wish would happen. That's something that the Middle Eastern Christians wish would happen. And we thank God today that we have a freedom to exercise our religious expression the way the Scriptures teach us to express them. Oh, hallelujah. We give God the praise that we live in the United States of America. And on this Memorial Day weekend, we give honor to those who gave their lives in defense of the Constitution that guarantees our right to freely assemble and exercise our our worship to God. Paul and Silas were jailed. They were jailed because they preached the gospel. And when they preached the gospel, people were converted and whole industries of an ungodly nature, were shut down because those who were converted came in to the church of the living God, and when they came into the church, they stopped living the lifestyle they once were living. The merchants that were benefiting from their trade, that of sorcery and divination and witchcraft, complained had Paul and Silas imprisoned. And Paul and Silas went into a strange land. They went into a strange land they were shackled they were handcuffed and they went into a strange place of pr- imprisonment but they didn't stop singing their song Even in their place of imprisonment, they didn't stop singing their song. They didn't hang their harps upon the willows. They didn't hang their harps outside the door. No, no, even if they didn't have a harp, even if they couldn't lift their hands to play the harp, they prayed and sang praises unto God, and at midnight, Suddenly, there was an earthquake that came and shook that jailhouse at the very foundation, and every door in that prison house was opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. It's important that we never stop singing our song. It's important that we never give up on serving God, even in the midst of this crisis. I thank God for the Tree of Life Church. I thank God for how you've kept on serving God, how you've continued being faithful to the things of God, how you've never turned your back on God, but you held fast and you stood strong. You're evidence of the... That upon this rock he'll build his church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Yes, the devil wanted to shut the kingdom of God down. You can't shut this kingdom of God down. We stand through the fire and we stand through the storm. Do you know how many people were persecuted through the years and told that if they didn't stop preaching the name of Jesus Christ, they would be martyred and murdered and they preached it anyway. Hallelujah. And here we stand upon their shoulders today declaring the goodness and the grace and the power of Almighty God And soon we're going to be able to gather together again on June 7th and physically worship God together. Hallelujah. I'm talking to you about the return from an exile, from a a challenge, a strange land, a place of imprisonment. Isaiah said, Listen there's going to be screech owls there's going to be cormorant and the bittern and he said there's going to be lines of confusion and stones of emptiness and and he described this horrible desolation of what once was such a beautiful place and and that's the way we look at our world today and we think where where did all the people go where where, where did all the normalcy go where, where are the things that we're used to experiencing and and, and it feels empty and it f- has felt pretty desolate over the last couple of months. It's coming back now and we need to keep on praying. We need to just pray this virus absolutely under the blood of Jesus Christ. We need to fast and pray and seek God until this virus is eradicated out of our land. Hallelujah. Now I will tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, there have been some good things come from this. Our idols were tore down. There, there are some good things that have come from this. We appreciate each other more than we used to appreciate one another. There are some good things that have come out of this. We appreciate this place more than we used to appreciate it. Oh, we thought we appreciated it. We thought we loved one another. We thought that we, that we cherished our religious freedom. But, but, but something has shifted in this process because we realize just how easy things can change, just how easy things can be stripped from the people of God But we've come to an understanding that that there's no devil in hell that can prevent us, hallelujah, from serving the Lord our God. There's no fear. There's no anxiety. There's no worry. There's no doubt. There's no financial calamity. We're going to serve the living God. Isaiah said, you're going to come out of that calamity. You're going to come out of that exile. You're going to come out of those issues and those problems and and that captivity, and you're going to return. The ransomed of the Lord shall return. And they're going to come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy. Hallelujah. They shall obtain gladness. And sorrow and sighing shall flee away. We've seen our fair share of sorrow And we've seen our fair share of sighing over these last couple of months. But I hear the word of the Lord say, joy and gladness are coming, and sorrow and sighing are fleeing away. I like that language they're fleeing away they don't just dissipate they don't just evaporate they don't just steadily decline they flee away sorrow flees sighing flees and joy and gladness everlasting joy is upon the heads of the ransomed of the lord did you know that's who you are you are the ransomed of the lord You and I are the ransomed of the Lord. That means we were held in captivity. That means we were held in bondage. That means we were in a position of being completely subdued. But the blood of Jesus Christ... Paid it all, hallelujah, and we have been ransomed from the death grip of sin and hell and we are able to walk into the presence of the living God with everlasting joy and gladness as sorrow and sign flee away. Listen to this, what God said. He said to strengthen the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees and say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. For behold, your God will come with vengeance. Now, I want to stop there for a moment. He will come with vengeance. I want to say to every fearful heart God will come with vengeance. The Bible says, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. He will come with vengeance. Now, when we think of that, this is often how we think of it. We think, vengeance belongs to the Lord. He will repay. So I don't have to go, I don't have to go uh, get them. I'll let God get them. But that's not actually how God works. Now, God will take care of your enemies. You don't have to worry about your enemies. God will take care of them. But if they repent, he'll have mercy on them, just like he had mercy on you. And that's a good thing. When Jesus forgave us, he didn't say, get them. He said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. When Stephen was being stoned, he didn't say, get them, God. He said, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. True forgiveness is not about being in a position of of impatiently, anxiously waiting for God to strike your enemies with lightning. No, no, no. You let God deal with your enemies. He wants to save them. And we hope that he will. That's the way the true heart of a forgiving Christian operates. When he says, I will repay, he's not just talking about paying them back. He's talking about repaying you for what you lost in the way that you were wronged by your enemies by your adversaries so when he says vengeance is mine saith the lord i will repay he's telling you i'll take care of them vengeance is mine i will repay whatever it is they took from you i will give it back to you the bible teaches us this in the book of the prophet joel where he says that he will restore the years that the locusts have eaten the locusts aren't going to restore the years God is going to restore the years. The canker worm, and the palmer worm, and the caterpillar, they're not going to be able to restore to you anything. God is going to restore to you everything you lost in this process. And if you'll keep the faith, God's going to restore to you every lost wage. If you keep the faith, God is going to restore to you every lost relationship. If you keep the faith, God is going to restore to you every lost joy. If you keep the faith, God is going to restore to you every lost confidence this story isn't over somebody said are we just going to have to live with this virus now in our world forever hey that's perfectly possible we've got a lot of other bad viruses that have been here for a long time but I'll tell you what it doesn't matter because I'll tell you what else is here the blood is still here and the spirit of God is still here and the word is under our feet hallelujah and his name is the strong tower to which we run and are safe hallelujah Glory to God, don't be afraid. I say to those that are of a fearful heart, be strong and of good courage. Behold, God will come with vengeance. He will repay. He will do it with a recompense. He will come and save you. You know, the Lord convicted me of something. He talked to me about salvation. And he talked to me about healing. And he talked to me about deliverance. And this is what the Lord dealt with me about. He said, it's not enough just to believe that I have come to save them that are lost. He said, it's not just enough to believe that I paid the price. He said, you have to believe that when I did this, I brought the kingdom with me. And that the kingdom is in you. And I've, and I've begun to realize that we fall so short of truly experiencing the divine nature of God. Because we don't really truly believe that the kingdom is here right now. We, we we know that the kingdom is coming because the Bible says the son will deliver the kingdom to the father that God may be all in all. So we know that death is still around and that death will be ultimately destroyed and the resurrection of the dead is coming so we we kind of in our mind we kind of think one day way way off in the distance but but the lord convicted me and said the kingdom of heaven is already inside of you it's just it's just earnestly waiting for the manifestation of the sons of god yes there's more to come but there's there's healing right now there's power right now there's there's confidence and faith and vision and love and hope and peace right now. Glory to God. No reason for us to live in fear. No reason for us to live under uh, 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 the oppression of a depressive spirit. We need to understand that the Lord, our God, is with us. He has come to save us. The eyes of the blind, hallelujah, shall be opened. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. The lame man, hallelujah, shall leap as in heart. The tongue of the dumb shall sing. For if The wilderness, yeah, that wilderness you've been in in the last two months. In that wilderness, hallelujah, shall waters break out and streams in the desert. Yeah, that desert that you've been crawling through for the last two months. Streams are breaking out in that desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool. Did you hear me? I said the parched ground shall become a pool pool. Some of you have dealt with the parched ground in this process in in a variety of different applications you can relate to that but the parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water in the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes do you hear that? I'm going to say it again just in case, just in case you got distracted by, by the microwave going off or something. In the habitation of dragons. you hear that? The habitation of dragons. This is the dragon's habitat. This is where the dragons live. This is the dragon's territory. The dragon is the reference to the devil in the book of Revelation. And, and, the, and the prophet Isaiah is saying that even in the habitation of dragons. Even in a habitation where there's coronavirus. Even in a habitation where there are bugs that you can't even see without a microscope. In the habitation of dragons. There shall be grass with reeds and rushes. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Don't you remember? That's the same psalm that teaches us that he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Hallelujah, that he anoints our head with oil and our cup runs over. There can be Coronavirus and all its varied mutations, but the Lord has prepared a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, we're gonna be safe. Yes, we're gonna be careful. I'm still not gonna touch a doorknob. This is how I'm touching doorknobs. This I've been doing this for years. Now I know it was always of God. I'm gonna reach every doorknob this same way. Amen. We're gonna practice precautions, but we're not gonna be fearful. And we're not going to be foolish. Hallelujah. We're going to go forward in faith. We're going to go forward in the love of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I feel the presence of God in this house. Hallelujah. I can't wait for y'all to get here because the Holy Ghost is already here. I said, I can't wait for y'all to get here because the Holy Ghost is already here. And we're going to have a dramatic outpouring of his spirit like we've never seen before. I'm going to tell you, God's going to honor Tree of Life for your faithfulness. God's going to honor Tree of Life because you never gave up. God's going to honor Tree of Life. Hallelujah. And every member of this body and every part of your family, he's going to bless you and honor you because you kept your eyes on him in the midst of a very strange and unusual time. Glory to God. He said a highway shall be there. And you know I'm thankful that God gave us a highway. Every time we've needed wisdom, God said, "Here it is. Here's the way. Walk in it. A highway shall be there and a way and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it." And 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 trials of life like we've experienced, and I know, listen, this this thing is there's so many varied issues surrounding what we're dealing with. I won't get into all of them. I just, I just want you to know that, that man has gotten his hands on this. The devil has gotten his hands on this. There's so many different things that have resulted from this very difficult challenge that we've been facing. But the Bible said the unclean shall not pass over that way called holiness. These trials of life we're facing strip from us our impurities. They strip from us the things in us that are unclean and and prepare us to be able to walk on that highway called holiness some people like to look at holiness and think that there's a left Lane and there's a right lane and then there's a middle of the road. I think we're I think we're on the totally wrong path with that. I I think highway is a holy uh, 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 holiness is a highway. Hallelujah, holiness is a highway. It's a way that is above the ways of man. It goes above every one of our uh, intentions or actions, and we can walk on it. The unclean cannot pass over it, but if you let the Lord cleanse you, purify you, hallelujah, if you let the Lord wash you in the blood and in the word, then you will be able to pass over that way called holiness as you are baptized into Jesus Christ. It shall be for those, the wayfaring men, the wayfaring men. That means people who walk, people who walk. And a I, I, I walk with God has never been more important than it is right now. Hallelujah. If you used to depend on coming to a building to serve God, then, then that, that dependency has been taken from us. And we've had to walk with God. And I want to thank you for walking with God. That's how the highway of holiness is traversed. You walk the highway of holiness. You, 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 can't, you can't get your Tesla and, and warp speed through the highway of holiness. No, it's a, it's a daily walk across the highway of holiness. Hallelujah. Every single day, you lean on God, you trust in God, you walk with God. And the Bible says, though fools shall not err therein. There's no fools there. It's for people who walk with God. No lion shall be there. You don't have to worry about running into a predator. No ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. Hallelujah. You know who's on that highway called holiness? The redeemed of the Lord are on that highway called holiness. Listen, I'm only there because I'm redeemed. I'm not there because of the fact that I'm a preacher. I'm not there because my my family was a family of preachers. I'm there because he redeemed me. He bought me with his blood. Hallelujah. He saved me from a devil's hell. He lifted me out of my pit of despair and I am the redeemed and the ransomed of the Lord that's who we are we're the redeemed and the ransomed of the Lord and the Lord said this after he told them about the screech owl. After he told them about the parched earth. After he told them about the wilderness and the solitary place. What a, what a term, solitary place. That means more to us now than it used to. The solitary place. After he talked about all of that, notice what he said in verse 10. The ransomed of the Lord shall return. Glory to God. The ransomed of the Lord shall return. To joy, to peace, to singing. Hallelujah. The ransomed of the Lord shall return. Glory to God, to to loving the Lord with all their heart, along with their brothers and sisters in the Lord. They shall come with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy. They shall obtain gladness, sorrow, and sighing shall flee away. Thank you, Jesus. I thank God Almighty that we have that promise that sorrow and sighing are are running in fear from the joy and the gladness that God has promised His people. Hallelujah. Yeah, we're returning, and we're returning with new perspective, and we're returning with, with new enthusiasm and a new focus. We understand now more than we used to understand how important this good fight of faith Really, really, truly is. I can't wait to see you all. Thank you, Jesus. You know what? Let's do for the next couple of weeks. Two weeks from today, there are going to be people gathered. We're going to do again. We're going to do so safely. We're going to do so with with distancing guidelines in place, and we're, we'll be providing that information for you so that you there'll be no uh, there'll be no misunderstanding. You'll understand what we're what we're doing, but. But when we do this, we're going to gather together and we're going to gather together with faith and with joy. Hallelujah. With not our heads hanging low, but our heads are lifted up to the one who saves us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Give him a praise right now, folks. Give him a praise right now. Hallelujah. He who has brought you out of darkness and into a marvelous light. He who lifted you, blessed be his holy name. He who lifted you, hallelujah. He who lifted you and gave you strength. He who brought you up. Thank you, Jesus. He who brought you up and out of the miry clay. We give him all the praise and all the glory and all the honor today. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. Over the next two weeks this is what I want us to do. I want us to be in prayer. I want us to be in prayer. You know, we're sanitizing the building. Even right now, the building is going under intense sanitation. And there will be sanitation protocols that, that continue. Even between the services of 930 and 1130, there's going to be a sanitation protocol that goes into action once the first service is over. But 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 let's not just sanitize the building let's sanitize this temple because this this is the temple of the Holy Ghost for the next two weeks let's sanitize this temple listen I'm, I'm talking to you tree of life I'm not filling the time with words we need to sanitize this temple in Jesus name you can't see the coronavirus and you can't see the stuff your spirit picks up either But it starts infecting you. Starts shutting down vital systems that are necessary to walking with God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My God, I feel your presence, Lord. Breathe, Holy Ghost, the breath of life into every hope and into every spiritual desire of the children of God. I pray, Lord, that you will revive the spirit of those whose heads have hung low. I pray God that you will revive the faith of those who have been affected by doubt. I pray God that you will revive us in the Holy Ghost. Purify our hearts. Cleanse us. Cleanse us Lord. Oh Lord have mercy. I feel your presence. Let me just throw this out there. I hope you're still listening. I hope you're still listening. What if God cleansed us Of every fear. What if God did it? What if God cleansed us of every fear? And what if God cleansed us of every fleshly doubt? What if God cleansed us of every way of thinking that has been influenced by the world? I wonder what our true assessment of our time right now would be. What if we were completely sanitized of everything? That tries to destroy our spirit and to destroy our faith. I wonder how we would see our world, how we would see each other, and how we would even see the Lord. Let's do it over the next couple of weeks. Let's say, God, cleanse me. I don't want anything in me that's not like you. I don't want anything in me that came from the world, from media consumption, from, from, from the debate, whatever the debate is. Lord, I want you. I want your spirit. I want your all-wise knowledge to fill my heart and my mind. I want the purity of the Holy Ghost to comfort me and strengthen me in Jesus' name. Lift your hands with me right now in the name of the Lord. In Jesus' precious name, oh God, we give you praise and we give you glory. We worship you, oh Lord. We worship you, oh Lord. We worship you, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, let joy fill your house. Let gladness fill your home. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God bless you today in Jesus' name.
1: Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you for your presence. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. I pour out. Night in the darkness, my God,
0: that is
1: who you are. You are here. here. Touching Touching it. You never stop, you never stop Sing with me Even when I don't see it, oh, you're, yes, working. I you're working Even when I don't feel it, oh, you're working you never stop, you never stop i no. You're working, even when I don't feel it. You're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Oh, even when, even when I don't see it. You're working. when I don't see it. Even when I don't. Feel You never, never stop never stop working You never, work scar- like, it it you're never you're stop you never stop, never like stop. stop, you're never you're stop. working again you never stop you never, never stop never stop you never stop you never stop you never stop you never stop